Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because he is always faithful and always good. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to Redemption Press author Christina Custodio and her new book, When God Changed His Mind, a powerful testimony of God's faithfulness during the time when her 13-year-old son needed emergency brain surgery and doctors were not sure if he would survive. It is such a compelling memoir. You won't want to miss this conversation. But let me give you a proper introduction so you get to know Christina a little bit better. Christina Custodio has a degree in psychology and Christian counseling and is a teacher, writer, and photographer. For 44 days, she lived in the hospital, staying by her 13-year-old son Isaiah's side, unsure of whether he would survive an aneurysm. Though devastated, Christina chose to embrace God's journey set before her, chronicling each day's moments along the way. In doing so, she gained thousands of online friends that followed her family's incredible story, which blossomed into a vibrant ministry that inspires others to consider God's purpose for their lives. Christina lives in South Carolina with her husband, Ozzy, and their three children, Abriana, Isaiah, and Olivia. So let's roll that interview. Well, Christina, it is a delight to have you here on the All Things Podcast to share your story, your Romans 828 story, which is all through your brand new book. So welcome to the All Things Podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. Well, you know, normally on the podcast, I'll ask for my guests to share their most you know, impactful Romans 828 story, because mm-hmm. we all have lots of them. And yeah. I don't really have to do that with you <laughs> because your book is one big Romans 828 story where Absolutely. God worked so much good when no one could see that happening. And it's right. been a delight to see you through this journey and to see what God has done through you and your family and Isaiah. So I'm just going to ask you at this point to kind of share your story a little bit. And then I've got some questions for you as we go. Okay. All right. Well, it happened September 8th, 2015. I dropped my son Isaiah off at football practice. He was 13 years old. He had just started the first level of high school football. And I went home, did, I did some grocery shopping, got home. And just a little bit after I got home, I received a phone call from the football trainer. And she told me that Isaiah had a really bad headache and that I should come pick him up. So I went to get him. And when I got there, I could tell that something was really wrong. It wasn't just a headache and he was incoherent. He was throwing up. And so I took him to the hospital, to the emergency room. And I had called my 
dad and my husband on the way. They met me there. And during that time, we found out that he had severe brain hemorrhaging. His brain was filling up with blood and he was dying. And this kid had never even had a broken bone. He rarely had a cold. So this was wow, wow, unbelievable that we were facing that. So the thing about that is, though, that I had always felt when he was a baby that he would die young. I always had that feeling. Didn't I don't know where it came from. It didn't make any sense. But that was something that had always been in the back of my mind that Isaiah would die young. So I thought, really, God, he's 13. This is this is it. You're taking him now. And he went in for emergency brain surgery. And we had so many friends and family that were there to support us. They were there in that waiting room praying for us and just being there. There was a point when I left everyone because as an oldest child, I think I was playing host. You know, we have feel that responsibility to make sure everybody was okay. So I needed to leave that for a moment. I went into the bathroom and I knew I needed to pray because that's what we do in those situations. And I just thought, I don't even know what to pray for because God already told me. He told me Isaiah would die. And I thought, well, what do you do when you feel like you already know what's going to happen, that God's already told you? So I just said, God, change your mind, change your mind, change your mind. Said it over and over again. And I came out of that bathroom and I felt perfect peace. It didn't make any sense because I didn't know what God would choose to do. I still thought, okay, he may choose to take him. I've made this request, but I also, when Isaiah and all of my children were born, gave them to the Lord. I knew that they were on loan. I knew that I was not promised my whole life with them. So I just thought, okay, God, I trust you. And I knew that we would be okay. I knew that my marriage would be okay because that's the first thing that tends to go. But I knew that that would survive and that my girls would be okay and that I would survive. Because if you had asked me before that night how I would feel when faced with the potential death of my child, I would have said, nope, can't do it. You're going to have to take me. Uh, I can't. I don't think I could survive that. So it was pretty much a miracle (laughs) that I felt the way that I did, that I had peace. And that's the Holy Spirit. That could be nothing but the Holy Spirit giving that peace that passes all understanding that we read about. So I, I knew at that moment that I had a story and I didn't know what it was going to be. Was it going to be about me losing a child and surviving it? Or was it going to be that God saved him and share what we learned through that? So God did change his mind and Isaiah lived and we stayed in the hospital for 44 days and every single day was a lesson. And I felt so blessed and grateful to have those lessons each day because sometimes we go through 
traumatic events or whatever it is. And we don't see until months or years sometimes later what God was doing. So I felt like it was such a gift that every single day during that time, he gave me lessons. He let me see the good that was coming out of our struggles that we were enduring each day. So I can't, I've just felt gratitude the whole time. Not that it's been easy because we've, we had very difficult days and moments and all of that, but I was able to see God in all of it. It was such a gift. So Christina, tell me what your relationship with God was like before this whole ordeal and how did it grow throughout the difficult season? I always had faith. I grew up in the church. I thought I had faith. And that night proved, I guess, to me that I really did. But probably about a year or even two, I had been praying to God to let me feel him. I didn't feel him. I believed he was there because I had that faith, but I wasn't, just didn't feel anything. I didn't feel connected to him. And I know that was, you know, my own doing for whatever reason, but I didn't feel him. And I prayed to him to give me something, just let me feel you. And I knew that could mean that something bad could happen because we tend to, you know, cling to him through the bad stuff, hopefully. But I didn't care because I just wanted to feel him. I just wanted something to just make me want to cling to him. So that happened and it did, it changed everything. It did change the level of my faith. And so now when I go back to that night or when I'm going through anything and I'm struggling to trust the Lord, I can go back to that night and remember that I trusted him then and he took care of us and I could trust him with whatever I face going forward even if it's not exactly the way I want it to be. I can trust that it's going to be for my good and his glory. So, so good. Um, now you write that you know God didn't cause Isaiah's brain hemorrhage, but that you know he can use it for his glory. Yes. So why do you believe he allows things like this to happen? And how did he use it for his glory? That's, I think that's one of the hardest questions that we ever ask. Why do bad things happen to good people, right? And I think people have lost their faith over that. But all I know is that God sees the whole picture. He knows what outcome is going to work the best, again, for our good and his glory. I think each situation is different. And I've struggled sometimes knowing that there are other mothers who have lost their sons or God didn't change his mind. And that is so hard, but that's where faith comes in, trusting that God knew the best outcome for the whole picture, for everyone involved. And sometimes we don't get to see what that is. And that's why we need faith. But in our situation, I think, just knowing that more people could be impacted by Isaiah living and not just living, but living with joy, even though he still struggles, it's, it's got a bigger impact than I think it would have if he died. 
I would hope that I would still share the story of God's goodness, even if he died, but maybe God knew that it wouldn't be as impactful. Maybe I wouldn't have been able to have as much joy. I don't know, but he, he knows <laughs> and he knew what was going to be best basically for his world. Cause I think we don't realize how much our stories can impact so many people. And Isaiah you know, I thought he was going to come out of the hospital perfect. I thought, oh, yeah, God saved him. And our story is going to be that he healed him completely and he's going to be even better than he was before. And that's not what happened. He still wears a leg brace and walks with a limp and the right side of his body is weak and he has no peripheral vision to the right. So he still has some struggles. He doesn't learn as well as he used to but he is perfect the way God intended for him to be and for God to be glorified through it. When you see him and the joy that he carries with him, even though this has happened to him, even though he still struggles, that is a much bigger testimony, I think, mm -hmm. than if he would have come away from this perfect. Absolutely. That is so true when you can see him. I mean, he's like a light bulb. Yeah. I mean, seriously. And to to see that he still, you know, hardly has the use of his right hand and arm and right. struggle. I mean, he's got some struggles that right. absolutely do not affect. I mean, I'm sure there are times when he, you know, gets down, but he is just such a testimony to having joy. Yeah. Just the fact that he's alive and he's able to be a testimony to God's goodness and faithfulness and answering your prayer. And oh my right. gosh. Right. Oh, it's amazing. And he, he's a testimony to us because there are times when I worry about how he feels or, you know, what he can or can't do. And he's just, mom, I'm going to do it. I can do it. Don't worry. And so I just, I have to, <laughs> I trust that God's given him that. And in fact, he's going to Kenya this summer. Wow. You know, How cool me. is that? It is, but you know, it's scary for you. Mom. Scary. <laughs> yeah. But I have peace about it. Because he's so excited and I know it's going to be life-changing for him. And I've just got to let God do what he's going to do in Isaiah's life. And, you know, he wanted our blessing, my husband and I. And he just, and I thought it was understood that we were okay with him going. And he needed us to say it. And I said it the other day. I, he said, so it's okay. And I said, Isaiah, you're 19, almost 20. And if this is what you want to do then you do it. That's what God's called you to. Then that doesn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> so, so why did you decide to write the book when God changed his mind? And what do you hope readers will take away from your story? I realized that our story, just sharing bits and pieces on social media was having an impact, a positive impact on people. And it was encouraging and they were able to see God in their own lives through our story. 
And even though it's not anything I ever wanted to do, I realized, okay, Christina, this is bigger than you. It doesn't matter if it's hard. This is what God's called you to. So do it because we didn't go through this for nothing. And if it can help others, if it could help other people find God in their circumstances and joy in their circumstances, then it's worth it. And so I think that's what it has done. I've talked to people who have read it, who just, it's made an, it's made a difference in their lives. And it doesn't even matter if it's something medical that they've had, they're able to see that's what God does. You know, we don't know how he's going to reach people through what he's allowed in our lives, but he, he is really helping people through our story and just regardless of what they're going through, any situation I feel like could be applied here. Well, and people relate to our pain. They don't necessarily as easily relate to our mountaintop experiences and all the good stuff God's doing. But boy, whether it's the pain of a mom with her son with a brain hemorrhage or the pain of, you know, there's so many kinds of pain. And so that's that piece that resonates with your reader and gives them hope. Yes, If they've experienced a loss of any kind, it could be a marriage, it could be a job, it could be, I mean, anything. Right. If they've mourned anything in their lives, which I think we all have, then there is hope in our story and a comfort that they can find. Absolutely. And especially coming out of the pandemic and all, so many people lost so much and Mm -hmm had to grieve their losses without even really realizing that's what was happening as they were having to grieve their loss of life as it was. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I just, what great timing. The Lord knew just when it needed to come out to have maximum impact. Right. So you say you had joy in the midst of sorrow. Mm. What does that look like and how is that possible? There were things that happened, really the whole thing, but each individual day there were difficult things that I was not happy about. It was not an awesome ride, you know, but I was a, because I was able to see God, I was able to find him. He showed me, he revealed himself in all the circumstances. Christina, yes, this was very difficult, but look at what I did. Look at what I did. Look how you were able to help this person. Being in the waiting room, we met some people that were there with loved ones who were sick or dying. And we had so much support and not everybody has that. And we were able to feed people who didn't have people bring them meals because we had so much. We were able to share, we were able to talk to them, we were able to comfort them. We were able to There was a mother who was there with her daughter and we were able to give her shoes and clothes because I could see that she was in need. God kind of opened my eyes to these things. I looked at her feet and could tell that her shoes were too small. And so I was able to call on my church family to say, hey, there's this need and they provided. You know, so it was very clear. Things like that happened almost every day. So even though I was not happy about where I was and why I was there, I was able to find joy in the things that God was doing that wasn't about me because it's not, it's not generally, it's not about us, you know, and even if 
it part of it is there's always a bigger picture. There's always more to it. There's always someone else affected by everything we do, everything we go through. And if we could have that bigger picture, if we could ask the Lord for eyes to see those things, it makes all the difference. And we can have joy. Like this is, he does not waste our pain. This is not for nothing. Satan does. That's the whole purpose of him doing these things to us. But God doesn't. God doesn't waste our pain. Mm. He works all things together for good. Yes, he does. And he does it in such creative ways. And that's what I love about our God. He is so creative and so faithful and so good. And he loves to surprise us (laughs) with the ways that he can bring good out of horrible situations. Mm -hmm. And, oh, this has just been delightful. So if we have some listeners right now that they really want to connect with you, find you on social media, connect with you online. What's the best way for them to do that? They can go to my website, christinacustodio.com, which will take them everywhere to Facebook or Instagram or anything. But on Facebook, which is where I spend most of my time, it's Christina Custodio, author and speaker. I think I'm the only one. All right. (laughs) Well, my friend, thank you so much for being with us today on the All Things Podcast. It has just been a joy. And as usual, um, your testimony just encouraged my heart and I've heard it many times. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Athena. Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. So thanks again for joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.